0: All right, you hear that music, you know the show, you listen to Ray of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me, all calves, baby. That's right, all calves. It may have taken some time, but you know what? It was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. took me 30-some years at my affiliation, well, I got to go back even further than that. I'm, I'm born and raised, Ohio bred, as my man Chris Carter once said, born and raised in the heart of it all. And it's taken a long, long time. I don't even remember. Of course, I wasn't born when they won that first championship, and that was the Cleveland Browns was the last championship they won uh, there in the state of Ohio. Um, and I got to stop and think about it. That's Cleveland. Uh, I got to do my research. The Cincinnati Reds, mm, the Bengals didn't win the Super Bowl. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl. But I think the state of Ohio, I think we've just been absent of any championships. So uh, the last one certainly was 64th for the city of Cleveland. And, of course, that was uh, who some believe is the greatest football player to ever play the game, uh, Jim Brown. And uh, LeBron got a chance to pay homage to him uh, at, at the side court last year, I believe it was. Uh, but certainly, man, what can you say? LeBron James, a man who, who made a promise and delivered upon it. You know, there's very few people who can predict the future because we don't know. And, and most times we're not in control. But, but this is a game of which he participated in, and he needed a supporting cast. That's what I want everybody to know. I, I'm, I'm one of those people, there's no way in the world am, am I ever going to say that any athlete in any sport can do it all by itself. You know, sometimes people forget that you may be a single participant, but you've still got a team of people that work with you that help you become great. I believe we're, we're witnessing the, the, the demise of, of a great player who, because his team was fractured at some point in time, along with his body, you, you know, kind of giving up on him as well, Tiger Woods. Uh, you know, Tiger's caddy wasn't with him anymore. Uh, I know I used to talk back in the day when I would give, you know, a, a speech here and there in the city of Philadelphia, uh, brotherly love. I, I would talk about, because, of course, they had horse track racing there, um, I would just talk about, even there, a horse. A horse doesn't do it all by itself. It's, it's a team of people to even work with, somebody who's out you know, riding a horse. So um, the Cavs got it done. LeBron got it done. The entire team got it done. The entire city got it done. The entire state got it done. Everybody who was a Cavs fan, we all participated. That's why the whole thing about the all-in, but this is all Cavs. Sometimes you just gotta stop and you gotta give credit where credit is due. And I I certainly, I want to start right there about giving credit where credit is due. Because I I know sometimes when you're kids, you have these big dreams, hopes and dreams, and that is what is so unique about sports. It's different than some other type of employment because you can actually want to work for another company. You can actually go and interview at that company and you probably can land a job at that company. That doesn't work for sports. I, I grew up as a kid in Canton, Ohio. And, and I, I did. I liked the Cleveland Browns. I loved me some Jack Tatum <laughs> for the Raiders. I, I saw the Pittsburgh Steelers win these championships. But my favorite team, because I liked the way Jack Tatum played football, I really liked the Raiders, but I really liked the Cleveland Browns in particular, Paul Warfield. Paul was just so smooth, Paul was smoother than the other side of the pillow before Stu ever said it. That's how smooth Paul Warfield was, and of course he played ball at Ohio State University. So when I was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, I automatically became a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Shout out to my man, Skip Bayless, who, who Skip is probably one of the first, you know, national media people that embraced his own team. He, he My Spurs, if you will, my Spurs, my Spurs. I could hear Skip saying that all the time. That's, that's just how he wanted people to know. He was a Spurs fan and didn't waver on that. His Patriots, you know, he was a Tom Brady fan. He still is. He's the man, like, he's leaving the show, but... Uh, but you didn't do that in pro football. How dare you get a check from the Philadelphia Eagles and say you're, you know, you're a Raiders fan? No, <laughs> you an Eagles fan. And you're not a fan anymore. You're an employee. And that changes the whole dynamics of things as well. You're you're now an employee of the team. You're on the payroll. This is how you put gas in your car. This is how you pay for the roof over your head. This is how you pay for the clothes that you wear. You are an employee of this team. So what is your favorite team? Excuse me, Mr. Ellis? The Philadelphia Eagles. That's exactly right. The Philadelphia Eagles. So when LeBron James grows up 20 minutes up the road, so close at the airport, of course, for those of you out there, you're probably aware of the fact the airport is the Akron-Canton Airport, that LeBron James was, he grows up in Akron, you know he's a football fan. He's a basketball fan. He loves the Ohio State University. Loves the Cavaliers. Loves the Browns. Comes out of high school at 18 years old. Now, I'm sure uh, I might listen to somebody else who might say that was fixed too. Talking about Mrs. Curry now, that <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers got LeBron James. But it's interesting that you don't always get those choices But Cleveland is happy that they got LeBron in the beginning And he had to leave Just for his own good He talked about the recipe Where do you think he got the recipe from? Recipe was not in Cleveland, people The recipe was with Dwayne Wade down in Miami You You know how you should not give your recipe up? You know why people hold on to their recipes They don't want people stealing them all right, listen, I got a couple people calling in, so I, I'm going to let everybody, anybody in every 888 346 9144. We're going to start talking about anything and everything, all calves. Right now, I'm talking about that recipe that LeBron went and got down there in Miami and brought it back to Cleveland. And Chef Julian is going to talk to me a little bit about that. And Kelvin, Kevin is also, Gilmore is also on the phone. We got folks from Ohio calling in. Let's start off with Chef Julian. Chef, how you doing there? oh Chef Julian's not there. Hello? Okay, Chef Julian's not there. Is Kevin there? Hello? hello? Is, is Gilmore there? Oh, ah. Uh, okay, Julian's there. Chef Julian. Hello? Can't hear you there. How you doing, Ray? Chef Julian, Chef Julian, Chef Julian one, Chef Julian twice. Ray? Uh Okay, Chef Julian. Uh, no, they, go ahead and give I, me I, Kevin I don't Gilmore. know what happened.
1: Chef, Ju- Chef Ray. Julian.
0: They oh. Ray. must have. Okay. Hello? Okay, Ray? Chef Julian. Hello, Ray. Yes, sir. Okay, hold on there, Chef Julian. Hello, what the, uh, you got you got to take care of your phone yeah, there, Chef Julian. Into, I
1: think they passed us into the wrong place. Uh, hello, Ray. Yes,
0: sir. Who's that? Is that uh, Gilmore? Can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? Hello? Okay. Yeah, hello? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> we got a, a couple hellos going there. Can you gentlemen hear me? Yeah. Uh, I, hear yes, I can hear you now. Okay, okay. So hold on there. Chef Julian there. Hold on, Chef Julian. Um... I got uh, I got Kevin on the phone. That's me. Kevin, how you doing, man? Hey man, how you doing, Ray? Well, oh, I'm doing just wonderful, man. I know we got a Ohio connection, a Canton connection, and we got a Cavaliers connection. So tell me, man, how'd you enjoy the game?
2: Oh man, I loved it, man. I just put down all the haters, man. I loved it, man. You know. It was a long time coming. We don't want to talk about how long it took, but we got it. That's all that matters. I'm talking about today. Now,
0: How would you feel about it? when, it, As the game came down to the wire, were you a little bit nervous? I kept the faith,
2: Ray. I never got nervous. I never got I said, As long as we can keep it close, we're going to win this.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because uh, that was one thing that I noticed throughout the game is that the game stayed close. And and I, I felt that if the game stayed close that with the type of game that LeBron was playing is that he wasn't necessarily gonna try to be taking a lot of jumpers. He was gonna be taking it to the hole. And and I Get felt I felt very good about that. So going into the game, uh now let's go let's go back here. Let's go back to when we down three one. How'd you feel then? I kept it safe, right? I mean
2: Craig Massey, you know, from the from the crib, Canton, Ohio, three three zero. We said it. We said, you know what? I am keeping the faith. You know, people jumped off the bandwagon. I was even still betting, Ray, When we was down three to one. I was still betting people we're gonna win this. And <laughs> well, all the ones I betted, they know they are, they didn't pay up. But I was still betting when we was down three to one.
0: Well, I, I, I'm gonna, you know, of course, circle back 30 years ago, you know, and I thank LeBron for for helping put that to bed for us, you know, but uh, I remember being in a stadium where uh, some people gave up and walked out and gave up the faith too, and I was against the Jets in a, in a double overtime. Uh, you can't do that with with some Cleveland teams. You just never know what might happen. Uh, let, let's talk a little about LeBron in Akron, Ohio. Uh, th- those people in Akron, Ohio. Uh, obviously he came back to make something special for them. And, and of course, we as Canton, Cantonios, we, we accept it. We embrace it as well. Uh, we don't want to think about LeBron leaving, but I, I bet you that must have been special to them when LeBron came back, even more so than the rest of us. The fact that he came back to Akron had to give those folks a little something extra to, to, to feel good about as they won the championship the other night too as well.
2: Definitely, definitely, Wayne. You know, you play ball. It was a business move, you know. You know, what what he did, he did. You know, hey, the same as he went to college for four years, but, you know, a little bit different. But it was a business move, and yeah. that's, how they, that's how it works in the NBA and NFL, man.
0: So, so you can forgive him, and you think people should forgive him because that's exactly what it was, a business move, and, and you think that because of that, everybody else should understand that that's all that was was a business move, and it was not personal.
2: I think it was a business move, not personal. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, everybody deserves a second chance, man. He should be forgiven, you know? And all the ones who was talking about it, he was all on his bandwagon this shit. You know, me, myself, I've always been a Kyrie Irving fan, but I support LeBron. He's from, well, everybody from Howell, you and everybody else who played ball. But, uh, yeah, business move, business move. Did nobody jump on Michael Jordan when he went to the Wizards?
0: And, and let's talk a little bit about that now. Uh, he made a business move, he came back, but the, the fact of the matter is, uh, when he left with that business move, he won a championship. Uh, do, do you think that the people who, who've jumped back on the bandwagon, because we know there was a lot of jersey burning going on back in the day. Right. <laughs> that, right. that, of course, uh, we they didn't show that. It's interesting that they didn't show that. But I, I think that would have made for uh, interesting TV if they would have shown that. Uh, but do you think some of those people who burned those jerseys were, were back on the bandwagon?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And, and they, are they there to stay? If he leaves, what happens? Are, are, they, are, they, are they, you know, anti-LeBron? Well, I don't think it'd be as
2: bad if he leaves Kyrie. He delivered. He came back. He promises. He promises he'll give us a trophy. If he leaves, it shouldn't be that bad if he do. But I can't see him wanting to go play with another point guard. Kyrie the best in the game, from my opinion. Why would he leave and go somewhere else?
0: That makes a lot of sense, Kev. Okay, I'll tell you what. Hold on, man. we got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the okay. Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. All Cavs, baby. We'll be right back.
3: your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports.
0: All right, you're to Real Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. All cabs, baby. That's what matters to me. That's what happens to that. That's also what matters with my guest today. Uh, so, Kevin, let me ask you a question, man. You know, I... <laughs> There's a tweet out there. I don't know if you got a chance to see it out there. Uh, Cardell Jones says he might know a little bit about, you know, three games with all the odds against you and coming through. Uh, I know you celebrated the Ohio State University National Championship game, the first one officially. Uh, and you celebrate this. Well, which one means the most? Which one is the most special between the two or are the are, are two different things?
2: Ah, they both they're both special to me, Ray. Right? I mean when it comes to any sports in Ohio, I don't care if it's you, when it comes they're all special to me.
0: And so uh, watching LeBron, see, the thing about Ohio State, it, it makes it a little different, is Ohio State have won a national championship, you know, more recently, of course, than the Cavaliers, which was, have never won one before. Including this year. Exactly, you know, and so uh, they did a great job this year. That's exactly right. Didn't win the national championship, but did a great job this year. Uh, so we've enjoyed some success, uh, you know, with, with Ohio State. And even last year, Cleveland making it to, uh, the championship series last year, now it's one of those things where you look back and you think about, okay, what would have happened last year if we had Steph, uh, I mean, sorry, if we had Kyrie, you know, if we had Kevin, you know, what would have happened? And then their big fellow was out this year. And of course, um, uh, Iguodalo, you know, his, his, his back was messing with him. Uh, you know, this could be a Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali kind of thing. We, we need to see this happen three times to find out who the best team. Ah, well, you know what?
2: It's funny you said that because that's the first thing they browned up before. They even remembered that, you know, we didn't have, well, Shepard had a bad, a bum shoulder last year. Kyrie didn't play, Love didn't play. J.R. was suspended one game. So, you know, and now all of a sudden they turn on them. They were the same ones laughing last year because uh, every team they played in the playoffs, their key players were injured. Every team that Golden State beat last year in the playoffs, their key players were injured if you if you look back. That's right, that's right. So, when Draymond got suspended, when KJR got suspended. You know, Kyrie went down, Love went down, Bogate went down. Uh, I think a dollar back. Bumped, so come on, man. Hey, it, 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 it happens that way. The, I, I believe that's, this year.
0: That's just it's just part of the game. I mean that 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 comes exactly. with it. injuries. Come with it. Whatever happens, suspensions they come with it. it it's no surprise. As a matter of fact. Uh, you know, Draymond knew he was close to being a suspension anyway, so he, you know he should have right. been a little bit smarter about it. Uh, but I, I, I'm not making any excuses for anything. Uh, as a matter of fact, when you get them championship trophies, they don't say anything about anybody being injured or anybody didn't play. <laughs> you know, they exactly. don't. Uh, they they just exactly. say champions, and and you take them and you accept them. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I, there, there's a couple things uh, that made this special for me, uh, and it certainly was the fact that LeBron even took the time out to think about. Because LeBron was only, you know, when we did our thing 30 years ago, LeBron was two years old. But but the fact that right. the, the history is such that it's shared and and, and it's acknowledged to people to know. You, which you were part of this history of sports in the state of Ohio, and I'm sure other people have the same kind of pride, but after all, Ohio is the heart of it all. It's the heartbeat that keeps it all going, so I, I'm glad LeBron you know, took the time out to understand the history of sports in Ohio, and he wanted to contribute to that, and it meant that something special to him. So I appreciate you calling in, my man. Uh, as always, right. man, hanging there. Be safe. Thanks for having uh, me, Ray. Uh, uh, anytime. Go Call anytime. Go Cavs. All right. I think I still got Chef Julie in there? Yes, sir. Alrighty, Chef Julian. I, I know you've been holding on because uh, you had some things that you wanted to say. But I, I just want to know your first reaction uh, <laughs> when the game was when the game went, uh, when the horn finally blew. And and I'm not gonna say I'm gonna say let's say the uh, let's just say the horn was blown. What was your reaction? Were you were you sad? Did you cry? Were you happy? You jump up. You scream. Did you believe it?
1: Um, to be honest, I did all of the above, and, uh, uh, actually, I just remember after it going off, I just, uh, picked up the phone, I called my mom, she was watching the game, and, uh, she was, she's a hardcore, diehard Cleveland fan, and, uh, I know she was watching the game, and I called her, and I told her mom, he did it, and that's all I could say, was he did it.
0: You know, that, 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 that that, special...
1: That's special. He he said that he was going to bring this city a championship, and he did. And um, nobody can take that away from him. And he made history.
0: And uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's going to go down
1: as one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Top three, no no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting the way that he did it. You know, there were so many things surrounding that game that was so special, you know. First of all, it was Father's Day, you know, so a lot of men were got a chance to uh tell the wives that I don't wanna do nothing but watch the game. You don't have to, you know, take me anywhere. I don't wanna go anywhere. I wanna sit and watch the game. So if it were not Father's Day, men probably would have had to do some other things. Not to say that women weren't watching the game, but at least uh, you know, the men got a chance to do that. So uh and then not only that too, you know, it it, it was a time and situation where just a little a couple days before we lost one of the greatest ever uh, and certainly LeBron acknowledged that in in Muhammad Ali and and there was a great picture out with Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown and Bill Russell and some other folks years ago uh, where it wasn't um, necessarily uh, a thing where all teams welcomed black players and, and these guys fought in sacrifices to make things better for, for, for black athletes to, to be able to play on different teams. And, and, of course, you know, Jim Brown was a part of that. And, and LeBron acknowledging Jim Brown and, and then him to be the uh, next player to bring a championship to Cleveland uh, after the great Jim Brown. So I, I think all those things made it so emotional. And, of course, with him leaving and he and the owner obviously – um, having some tension between those two. Uh, now, let me let me address that because I, I think in the award ceremony of the trophy, the presentation of the trophy, it it, it appeared to me that there was a little distance between him and the owner. Did you, did you pick up on any of that at all, Chef Julian? Did you see that, you know, I didn't see an embracing of LeBron and the owner. I saw the owner on one side, I saw LeBron on the other side. The trophy was even passed over to LeBron after the owner had it. It wasn't, the owner didn't give it to him. I think it passed through some other hands. Do you think there's still a little tension between him and the owner?
1: Uh, there's no thinking there's tension. There is definitely tension between Dan Gilbert and LeBron. Uh, you could tell um, the way the way he gave him the title. He didn't even really give it to him. LeBron basically took it away from him. He took it out of his hands. He was like. Uh, but I think if he's gonna, but the way Dan Gilbert uh, treated the situation when lebron left uh i think that any tension that uh or any like animosity lebron has towards him is totally justified i mean uh he went out of his way to basically try to uh damage his entire reputation uh and if you're going to do that as as a professional i mean you should get what what's coming to you so any animosity towards LeBron, uh, towards uh, Dan Gilbert by LeBron, I think is totally justified in my opinion.
0: And, and really, when you say that, it, it kind of makes me think because LeBron has himself pretty much in the same kind of situation <laughs> all over again. And that is, he started off with the Cavaliers and, and he didn't win a championship with them, so, so he left. And so when he left, there was an owner there that was upset with him and, as you said, tried to do everything he could to tarnish any type of, you know, relationship, I mean, any type of uh, credibility that he had in terms of, you know, what he could do, what he could contribute and his value to a team. He totally just wanted to do everything he could do just to, you know, to turn that into some type of fantasy, like, huh, not, not LeBron, he's not the kind of, he can't do that, whatever. And then you go to a situation where he goes to the Miami Heat plays for a man, wins them two championships, takes him to three I think. And then the next thing you know, he leaves them, he goes back to Cleveland, and now all of a sudden that person has bad things to say about LeBron. Now, we just experienced, you know, somebody else in the family. I'm gonna call them family members. A wife who let her emotions get the best of her. I just don't understand why is it these people I would say Steph's wife is a little different. she's she's younger. she's been a part of family. her her mother in law has been a wife of a basketball player, so maybe she could have schooled her. But I would think that these are people that are close enough to the game to understand that they shouldn't do that to players. They certainly you know LeBron, you know players don't leave ownership. And talk about them in such a way, in such negative use, such negative terms to describe them. I don't think that the owners should do that. I think, as a matter of fact, Dan Gilbert should have been fined because certainly I think if it was Roger Goodell, <laughs> Roger Goodell would have fined he, I think Roger's fined some owners in the NFL before. I, I think he, he should have been fined. Do you think a fine should have been levied against him for the, for the way he talked about LeBron when, he, when LeBron left?
1: Um, no, no doubt about it. I think he should have definitely gotten fined and, uh, uh, it's, it's crazy that he didn't because, uh, everybody gets backlash for anything that they say in the NBA, but that owner and owner of a team didn't even get any backlash from it. But when Steve Kerr basically also agrees with Aisha Curry saying that the NBA is rigged, uh, he gets fined, uh... But an owner, like uh, not only is he bashing a former employee of his, he's bashing a player who's also well. He's also bashing a player who's basically the face of the league.
0: You're exactly right, and and, and, and so I I agree with you, you know, two hundred percent. Pat Riley, I I don't know his comments were. Um, I think they were indirect, perhaps maybe they they surfaced, but LeBron certainly got the message uh, that Pat felt as if it was probably the worst mistake that he would make in his career. I don't know if Pat would ever own up to that. But, um, I mean, just to say that about the Cleveland Cavaliers, I mean, really the Cleveland Cavaliers, the organization wasn't that bad. The basketball team wasn't that bad. I mean, LeBron is not always that every player. Now, there's some great players, But it's not always guaranteed that that great player is going to be able to come to your team and allow you to win a championship. Uh, I happen to see that happen in Philadelphia when we got Moses Malone, the 76ers, did win a championship. You know, uh, I think Michael Jordan needed some help for him to win his championship. Uh, When Kareem Abdul-Jabbar left the the Milwaukee Bucks back in the day and he went to uh, the Lakers, he did win them a championship. But it's something special about a player that can go to another team, and and take them a championship, or guarantee them a championship, pretty much. He, he had a little Muhammad Ali in him. That's why I wanted to make that uh, acknowledgement of, of of the greatest of all time, too. Um, because of that, LeBron, he, he said, uh, you know, he wanted he wanted to bring a championship to his his home. Uh, he didn't guarantee it. He said it takes some time, but he came home to win a championship and. He obviously delivered, took him, you know, he said it would take a few years. It took him one. It didn't take it. He went there in the first, and, of course, the second one we wanted. So I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back, Chef Julian. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Okay.
3: Perfect time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand.
0: All right, you hear the music, you know the show. And is the Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, all calves. It took them some time, that's okay. But they are not out of that category of teams that have not won a championship. They're out of that category. They are no longer in that category of teams that have not won a championship. Congratulations to Sir LeBron James, King James, and of course uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Chef Julian, uh, let, let's let, let's talk a little bit about. We're gonna talk a little basketball here now because it seems that there, some people, uh, again, this is how the media can find a way to bring a cancer into the locker room of a basketball team, and and there were some people who didn't. Uh, necessarily believe, and and he, I like the man. I got the big boy show. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless had a chance on his way out, and I think Skip really appreciates LeBron's talent, but he does have his opinion about LeBron having a lack of a closer gene. Uh, but he felt that Kyrie was more valuable to the team down the, the stretch than LeBron was. To me, it's a team, and the presence of LeBron James on the court, of course, distracts other team players on the other team, which allows somebody else to show their skill set. I think Kyrie and LeBron both complement each other, but there's a little cancer there, and some people are trying to say who's more important, uh, But How did you feel about, if you heard those comments, or how do you feel about these two? Do you think that they, because one of the criticisms, too, was that LeBron couldn't play with Kyrie. He and Kyrie would not work well together. Do you think that they can continue to play together uh, at this time, based upon what you saw? Do you think they're a good pair to continue to play together? Oh, oh,
1: most definitely. And uh, to answer that question, um, when Kyrie leaves the all players outright in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and minutes. Maybe he will win finals MVP next time. I mean but uh it's just I think it's just crazy that they say that uh Kyrie and LeBron can't work together. I mean they just won a championship together and they still say that. They still say that they wouldn't mesh together. They're still saying LeBron uh doesn't want to be there. He wants to leave. They're still I mean the 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 talks won't stop when it comes to LeBron, and especially when it comes to Cleveland. I mean, they didn't have these questions when he was in Miami. I mean, uh, not until his contract blew up. Um, but, I mean, every year, it seems like when he's in Cleveland, it's just like the question is, does he want to stay? And I just don't think that's the right thing we need to be asking
0: And I I want people to know this. You know, Cleveland is is a city um, that obviously is in the Midwest, northeast part of Ohio. And maybe Cleveland doesn't have a beach, but Cleveland has a lot of good things uh, in the city. I mean, the people are good people. First and foremost, the most important thing you want to do is you want to be in a city where, uh, you know, there are good people, you know. And people, if you're in athlete, I can't think of a better Fan base in 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 the country. I mean, all you gotta do is think about. I mean, the dog pound really took a fan to a completely different level. There's been nothing before it and nothing after. You know, I know the Raiders got. Well, I don't even know what they call their thing, uh, in their little end zone. I I don't know, but everybody knows about the dog pound. It was so much. It was such an impact on the team that. They became the dogs. They're the Browns. They can't be the Browns and the dogs. But that just shows you how passionate those fans were, that they created something totally different to acknowledge who they were. So you have the dog pound. Stephen A. said it the other day when he walked into that arena for game six, that it was the noise was beyond measurement, the support of those fans. And, and so I just, for somebody who plays the game, the fan appreciation, the players love the fans. The fans love the players. Everything else that you need, I mean, you're a professional athlete. You have enough money that God has blessed you with that whatever's not there, you can either have it flown in or you can go to it. But in terms of being a part of that program that is supported by those fans, there is no reason for them to go anywhere else. And I would think that the people of the city on the talk shows that they call into, and in fact, you can call in here, 888-346-9144. I would say that they need to start campaigning for them to stay. They they, they need to, listen, if LeBron could go on a campaign to come back home, you could start a campaign to keep him home. Don't let him leave. Because I, I, I just believe that Kyrie is the best... Young point guard. I, w- I would take Kyrie over Steph, and I, I said th- I said this before. It wasn't be- it wasn't just because they lost this series, but I think Kyrie's a better defensive player. You know, the Steph. I think Kyrie runs a fast break better than Steph. I think Kyrie gets more people involved than Steph. Steph is an amazing player, a one on one player. Steph can get his shot most of the times, and, it, and, it, and it's really because he can get it off. It's just a matter of if he makes it or not because he can get it off. Kyrie can get, Kyrie can do. There's nothing Kyrie cannot do. I think Steph's game has some limitations. So let's look at Steph and Kyrie, if you will, head to head. Even before this, we know he, Kyrie, you know, we know Steph's one of the best shooters ever. But how do you feel about those two as individual players? Who who would you take if you had, a, if you could flip a coin? Uh, I'm sure you take either one of them, but if you had a choice, which one would you take?
1: I think I pick Kyrie Irving. I mean, there's this. To be honest, he showed why he is the best point guard in the league in my book. This this finals, uh, one person showed up to play, and another per, and another point guard didn't. Uh, to be honest, actually, uh, I'm going to take a little quote from the uh, people at the Big Boy Show, Stephen A. Uh, He said that he reminds him of Allen Iverson and Dwayne Wade because he shows no fear when going into the big game. And that's the one thing that I honestly can say Kyrie has that Steph doesn't. He has no fear. He walked into Game 7, he walked into Game 6, Game 5 with no fear. Uh, Steph Curry walked into Game 7, he walked into the whole series shook up. Like he didn't play his best games. he shot forty two percent from the field, which is which is twelve percent worse than what he was averaging in the in the regular season uh, and it's the way he the way he was playing it was almost like you thought it was a regular season game. you would have thought it was the first five games of the season, and he showed no fear and he had ice in his veins, and let me tell you, that shot was one of the most cold-blooded shots I've ever seen in the history of the NBA.
0: Yeah, there's a, and, and Steve Kerr, as a matter of fact, I, I don't know if everybody knows this, but uh, Steve Kerr is, uh also been one of those individuals in the NBA who's made one of those kind of shots. Steve Kerr made one when he was playing with Michael Jordan, and and Michael Jordan gave the ball to him, and, and Steve made one of those kind of shots. Uh, I will say this about... Uh, Steph Curry, I when you look at him in, in games like that, because in my mind, this is the only game that Steph has ever played that really meant that much, except with them being down three one. When they were down three one and they came and they came back, uh of course, you know, there was a game that meant but but this is on this big stage, this is this is the biggest stage that you can be on. And and again It's different in basketball than in football because, and I said this as the series first started, that I wish that basketball could be like football where you only have one game, not that you have a seven-game series, which could possibly be over in four, so you got a minimum of four games, that you would just have one where everything was on the line so you could see what it felt, what it feels like and what it felt like. And I certainly uh, could appreciate the way Kyrie showed up, because if, if you looked at the two, but Steph has a deceptive kind of look, and, and Steph has that, you know, again, we always say, you know, he got the smile, you know, you got the young face, but when he threw his mouthpiece, you know, I think he kind of revealed his, a part of his personality that he's able to manage it, and it's, it's a little deceptive, because he, he's a cold-blood killer, too, just like, you know, Kobe, and, and I'd say Kyrie, and I'd say Steph. But it was just something about this series. I think he was a little bit, I'm not going to go with any injuries. We're not going to talk about injuries. You know That's just part of the game. But his mental frame of mind, what I believe, is I believe that it was Kyrie Irving that disrupted his game because of who Kyrie Irving is and the talent that he has. And I know that Steph knows that he has a deficiency in his defensive game and if he, if they were able, now this is one thing that Tyree, what, what, what Coach Lou did. And I want to talk about Coach Lou right now. Coach Lou, they when they found they had some matchups that they could take advantage of, the announcers finally picked up on it late in the game. But they found themselves in those pick and rolls to put them where they were in a, an advantage Cleveland. And one of them was getting Steph on the Kyrie. I thought that was a great coaching move by Coach Lou. What would you think?
1: Um. Definitely. Um. Because Klay Thompson is the best defender on that team, uh, second to Draymond Green. Uh, they, can't, they know that's the one thing that was the problem with uh, facing the Warriors. People thought that the Cleveland was going to be get beat again because the Warriors had defenders for almost every person on our team. And uh, Clay was the defender for uh, Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie still dropped forty-one on him, but I mean, he he could he could uh, lock him down better than anybody else. So uh, the switch for him, the Curry, was the best switch for him because, to be honest, Curry isn't a defender. He he's a he's an offensive he's a shooting assassin, but he's no defender. He's no defensive player of the year. He's no lockdown defender. He has he has holes in his uh, defensive game. So the fact that they got that switch was the best uh, scenario for him because there was nobody else that really needed to guard needed to be on him except Steph Curry. I think that was the best matchup for them, and uh, <laughs> that was just a killer shot.
0: Yeah, I, I will say this. I, I think, and that's what I said, I believe that one thing that he was certainly aware of going into the game, and he being uh, Steph, is that you know, you do you do your scouting reports. You know who you're playing against. You know their strengths. You know their weakness. They know your strength. They know your weakness. And, and you certainly know that there's going to be times where you can find yourself in a position where second to LeBron James, you know, the third best person on this court, you know, well, LeBron James would be one. Steph might have been two. It could have been Kyrie Irving. And, and you don't want to be the person that's going to have to guard him all the time or get exposed uh, when the game was on the line. And and I I just think that Coach did a, a great job. But uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about probably the block of the century. There was a block party uh, at one time at Michigan Stadium Uh there was another block we're going to talk about here, and that was LeBron. You listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back after this break. All calves.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice
2: America Sports.
3: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN.
2: Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice
3: America TRN.
0: If you know the show, you listen to Real Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Of course, all Cavs. That's all we're talking about. That's all that matters today. The Cavaliers finally got a chance to make it happen. Doesn't make a difference how long it took. They got themselves removed from that category where it was. Teams that had never won a championship They are no longer in that category, and I'm happy about that. And somebody else who's happy about that is also on the line with me now, and that is Chef Julian. Chef Julian, I was a part of a block party in 1979. That takes you way back long before your time, I'm sure, but that happened in the University of Up North Stadium, and, of course, that was my dear friend up in heaven. God bless his soul. Jimmy Laughlin blocked it, and my good dear friend, love him, Love him, love him, miss him so much. Todd Bell picked it up and ran it in, and the, the Ohio State Buckeyes finished with a undefeated season and a trip uh, to the Rose Bowl. But that was one of the block parties that we will never forget, but one that we saw the other night when LeBron James... I mean, LeBron has – see, this is another thing. When everybody compares LeBron to these other people, which we really shouldn't do. I, I, th- I just think that's so unfair, you know. You really can't, you know, compare LeBron James to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the ultimate center in basketball. He was – I think Jabbar was like seven two, long, thin, and he had a hook shot and he could block anything that came in. You know, and, and of course, he never took, he never handled the ball. He never took jumpers. You know, he never had to guard the best player on on the team other than Bill Russell, I guess. You know, he, but he was never out, at, you know, at the top of the key. You know, those kinds of things. He didn't run the fast break, you know. He didn't do those kind of things. So, but LeBron, you know, you're talking about somebody who is an athlete. LeBron could play any sport if he learned the rules and regulations, but it it was so obvious to me when he came down and blocked that shot. LeBron can do that whenever he chooses to. When he blocked Eagle Donald's shot, he he could chase people down and do that whenever. He just doesn't do it all the time. When he was a rookie, I think he spent a lot of – we saw that all the time. But if there was ever a time, I mean, the man's athleticism is so much so. He understood his time. You could see we, we kind of slowed down, got his feet the right way, and then he just jumped out the gym. And defense wins championships and everything because you've got to stop the other people from scoring. Do you think that block was equally as important as the Kyrie three?
1: Uh, I think that it was actually more important than the Kyrie 3 because it actually set up the Kyrie 3, um, making it so that they could ultimately make the. Put, it put him in the position to make that 3 and put us up by 3. Because it looked like from the way he shot it, it looked like it might roll in, and if it didn't go in. Uh, Steph Curry was right there by himself for the rebound, so it was a actually it was a great play. And um, I actually um, watched on Sports Science about the uh, block. He covered eighty eight feet, which was almost the entire length of the court, and he covered that in two point six seven seconds, which is by far amazing, and. It's also faster than one of the, one of the top uh, speedsters in the NFL, uh, Jamal Charles, who's the starting cor- uh, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and they also said the amount of time he had to block the shot was .2 seconds, which is faster than it takes to pop a champagne court, which is <laughs> .22 seconds.
0: And LeBron got uh, a chance so, to do that, too, after the game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, he got to do that too after the game. So uh, the fact that he was able to do that at that time, and he hit a top speed of nineteen miles per hour, which is insane. Like you can, he, they said he can hit a top speed of twenty four miles per hour if he just on a dead run, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and. They said, and he, you could see that he jumped so high, his head almost hit the rim and the backboard as he was coming down. So the fact that he was able to do all that and not fall to the floor after blocking the shot, that's just all, like one of the greatest plays ever by an athlete. What not? Forget basketball player. That's one of the most greatest plays ever by an athlete I've ever seen. Uh, and he is definitely a a freak of nature, as they would call it, Um, which is uh, great for the city of Cleveland, I guess.
0: Well, it certainly was amazing, and when you stop and break it down the way you did and, of course, the way they did on the show, it, it was one of those things where you realize that if you see the play when it first started, I mean, again, LeBron always talks to people about how much time he puts into the game and, you know, how he studies the game. LeBron was on the left when the ball came off and they got the rebound. LeBron was on the left side of the court. It's almost like watching a car come down the road and trying to figure out how fast it was going. LeBron was in tune to them because he saw them. See, he he saw the same thing they saw on the foot like on the football fields. Like you gotta have this vision. He he had the vision and he saw what they saw, and 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 so when they took off. He, he didn't start off right away, but he saw that they saw what was in front of them. He took it to another gear. He, he knew that he, had, he outran. He, in fact, he pushed people out the way to get to, to make the block as he was coming down court because he saw it. So he was basically running the fast break right along with them, and he knew he had to get his steps right just so he could end up. At the basket, at the same time, Equal Dollar did. It, it was just, it was an amazing piece of artwork. That's what that was. That was artwork. And you talk about his landing. The man was so in control of his body. That's another thing that, that people don't understand, too, is when you're up that high in the air, and then along with the fact that he's trying to block the shot... The rim is in his way, so with his left hand, he's got to make sure that he doesn't hit the rim because that's goaltending. You know, get put your you get your hand stuck in the net—that's goaltending, and, and and then you've got to control your body to make sure your head doesn't hit the backboard and knock you out. You know, it, it was just an amazing play, and you and you say that set up the three, and this is again just going down the 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 road of the game how it progressed. Just looking at LeBron and what he contributed. You know, before we got to that block shot, of course, everybody was missing shots for a long time. I think it was like four minutes in the game, and nobody hit a shot until Kyrie hit the three. But before we went on this drought, LeBron had hit three foul shots. You know, then he then he hit a then he hit a what three four he hit the three foul shots. He hit a, hit a in the key, he was in the lane, threw up a little you know just a little drop teardrop made that, and then of course you know he. You know, got the man off his feet, then he get three foul shots. He's making three foul shots, then he hits the three. Then he came down after the drought, and that's when he made the block. Because if he doesn't block Eagle Dow's shot, chances are okay, we're down two. You know, but when he makes the when he blocks the shot, then of course Kyrie makes the three. But people forget after Kyrie makes the three, LeBron comes back and seals the game because he just all we need is one foul shot because they don't have enough time. we just so he he seals the game. With the foul shot, too. So, come on. You know, stop hating. <laughs> what else can the man do? There's nothing else he simply could do. He did it all. He he deserves everything that he had, that he got. Uh, I don't know how he's going to enjoy the offseason. People are going to be hounding him every day. People are going to be worried. It's really not good for football when basketball and LeBron is going to be what everybody's talking about in the offseason. But but if you really think about it, Chef Junior, we got two minutes left. I think you and the people and everybody else from Ohio, if he leave, we're okay with it. But I think you would agree. We'd love for him to stay. Am I right?
1: Oh, most definitely. And, uh, and for any of those people who think LeBron is not one of the greatest in the, at least in the top, in the top three, maybe even two, in my mind, he'll go down as number one. But, you't if you don't think he's up there with those with at least two other people in the top three he's the only person to defeat a 70 win team in the in the finals uh, or even in the playoff history so wow. I just want that to uh, sink in a little bit uh, most people have beaten 60 win teams no one has ever beaten a 70 win team not only in the playoffs but in the championship series
0: and, and I'm going to close it out with this chef Julian. He led in every category, every single category that they keep statistics in, rebounds, scoring, block shots, steals. He did it all. King James. Even minutes. King James, even minutes. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it.
1: Much love to
0: Ohio, the heart of it all, all in Cavs. Seems like we got to go, so got to end it, man. I've been loving this time. Been with you, Chef Junior. Thank you so much. Talk to you next week. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
3: Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayAllisSports.com. That's RayAllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.